Close your eyes. Hey, real quick, let's play a game. It's called Close Your Eyes and Decide Whether or Not Matthew McConaughey is Talking About a Pickle or a Penis. Does it mature with age like a fine wine? Does it get better and become a pickle? Not as firm as it once was. Got a few more bumps on it. It even shrunk. But let's see what it tastes like. Okay. Submit your submit your answers for the game show. What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up Babe the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. Hello, Cubs. Missed ya. How you doing, babe? Welcome to episode 40 of Cheer Up Babe the Podcast with me, your host, Vincent James Julio. That's right. That's what the initials stand for. I know you've been thinking. I'm like, episode 40? <laughs> Give it to him. Have I already talked about it? Literally, I have no fucking idea. But I said it now. Episode 40. My name's Vincent James. Right? And my parents call me VJ. And I feel like now that I'm saying it, a thousand percent I've already talked about it. So let's skip right past and let's go over where were you, Papa Bear? Well, look, let me start from the beginning. Your man's loves Christmas. Okay? Your man's loves Christmas. I'm the guy that at 29 years old gets excited for Christmas, even though who put the presents under the tree? Me. Even though I know what everything that's wrapped under there is. And yet, excited, okay? If you're one of those bummer-ass people that doesn't like Christmas, <laughs> keep listening. I was going to say stop listening, but keep listening because I love you anyways. You just have something wrong with your brain. Get magical, okay? So I'm one of those people that loves getting presents so much, okay? I'm the guy that... When I get something new, for example, I get a new t-shirt or let's, let's make it more egregious. I get a new pair of underwear in the middle of the living room. I'm going to try on those underwear. Okay. I don't know what it is about me, but I get something new. There's no hesitation. All past responsibilities are out the window. The only thing that matters in that moment is testing out the new product slash item that I've acquired. And that also includes things that I buy for myself. Now, I don't buy a lot of things for myself. I just don't. I don't like spending money. I actually loathe it. So I hardly ever buy myself things. But what I do do is set goals for myself. And then I buy big ticket items. Now, thanks to you, thanks to the Cubs, you can go on the Instagram right now and see the clips from this week's episode. We have, hmm, upgrades. Now, I would nor normally use the Keanu Reeves as Neo sound drop right there, but I deleted it from the soundboard because my pessimistic heart, I go, never going to get upgrades for the podcast, so might as well just save space. So I took the hmm, upgrades sound drop off of the soundboard, but it would be so apropos to use it right now because, hmm, so many upgrades. And if you are only listening and you're not checking out the clips on the Instagram, that's fine. I will describe it to you. Is it a new chair? No, but better. New concealed boom arm with no hangy red cord that doesn't go with the aesthetic. No more of that eyesore nonsense. We stuck matte black. Now, I will save the best for last. Also, Upgraded microphone. Do I sound different? I'll tell you what. For the fucking dollar amount that I pumped into this new microphone, fucking better. Even though you, the Cubs, and your amazing, fantastic support was the financial backing for the upgrades for the studio. When I clicked submit on the cart, my nuts shriveled into my stomach because I was like, so much money for a new microphone. Better sound better. Better sound fucking better. So do I sound better? Better. <laughs> Saying better so many times having a brain aneurysm. All good. Now, best for last, I'm a 14-year-old TikTok girl. You know, I've upgraded to the height of douchebaggery 
in the social media space? I'm going to give you some hints, and you're going to guess it, and I bet you already fucking guessed it. I might as well have my own fucking makeup tutorials. I might as well be fucking hanging my wrist off to the side going, I never been with a baddie. And that's the only part of the song I fucking know because that's the only part of the song that I usually see. And then I scroll to the next video. And she, or is it I ain't never been with a baddie? Or she ain't never been with a baddie? No, that doesn't make sense. Now I ain't never been with a baddie. Scroll. That's how that goes. But I might as well be learning that dance because your boy got a fucking ring light. Hate myself. All good. Still super excited. Didn't like the lighting in the studio, so upgraded the lighting, and now this is the first time I'm recording with it. Every time I close my eyes, when I'm talking or making a point, I see rings over the back of my eyelids, and that is just a hiccup that I did not anticipate, but we're here, and we got the upgrades. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. There's a game changer right here. Really should just isolate the last part of the drop because that's all I really wanted. Because I'm not trying to fuck your shit. I'm just saying it's a game changer. Listen. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. He's a game changer right here. Is it a game changer? Fucking better be. That's all my point. But anyway, circling back. Got the new stuff for the studio space. And per my example with the underwear, when I get something... I want to use it immediately, which means saw it on the porch, made it 11 feet into the house, opened it. Before I continue, I do have to admit that the boom stand was a Christmas gift, but it's all good. Anyways, saw it on the porch, made it 15 feet into the house, give or take, opened it immediately. Look at my wife with our two children, and I go, can I go downstairs and set it up? And she said, no. Now, first time that's ever happened, wasn't able to use the gift that the Cubs got me. Immediately, so sad. But I go, it's okay. You're an adult now. You're 29 years old. Buck the fuck up. Get the tricep pump. Push it down. You will be able to record in literally less than 40 hours. Set the timer because you get to record a podcast on your new stuff. And that was supposed to be episode 40 last week. And it was not episode 40 last week because another thing that happened is it's the cold season. Now, your mans doesn't get sick pre-children, but you send your kid off to a fucking daycare center. It's like a Petri dish. Kids are sneezing and coughing and getting sick all over. I talk about it all the fucking time. You get it. Kids are sick. They're little fucking Petri dishes. And now I am just basically in that mix. So Princess Baby Angel Queen Gracie gets a cold. She comes home. She can't sleep in her crib through the night because she coughs every 30 minutes. The only thing that will keep her sleeping through the night is if she's slightly elevated. And the only way that she will sleep slightly elevated is not on a cushion or some sort of apparatus that will put her at a slightly elevated angle. But if she lays on dad's chest. Now, I do believe that I have a strong enough immune system that it doesn't matter. I can handle contact. But here's what my immune system... she. My daughter took her fucking tiny little right hand and she balled it up into a fist. And then just like a slow-mo anime, over four days. So I had to, her to sleep on my chest for four nights in a row. And through those four nights, that little anime fist, you know when they do the lines coming off of the side of the hand to show speed as if we don't understand that the hand's moving. And it's four days, fourth day hit, crack, 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 crack to the face. Now, it's not because of the contact. It's because my daughter likes to go right down the fucking pipe. Right? She fucking bullseyes it. And she goes right down the pipe. Now, when she's sleeping, we're chest to chest. She has her head turned off to one side or the other, which is fine. That's not that's not right down the pipe, right? But she still has to cough every now and then. And when she coughs, she does this thing where I always feel it. Her hands will be down by her sides, and she'll be just sleeping peacefully. Her breathing doesn't even sound rough or raspy. And I go, this is great. Then suddenly her hands come up. Both hands touch my chest, and I go, here we go. And she arches her back up so that we're nose to nose. She coughs three to four times, and then she puts her head right back down on the other side. So she coughs directly right down the fucking pipe. So immune system gets the four-day anime right hook, and I got a cold. So I was sick. My family was sick. Couldn't record episode 40. Sorry about it, babe. Missed ya. Welcome back.
Should have should have I realized that sleep def- deprivation and taking sixteen month old coughs directly into the fucking trachea was going to break down my immune system and I was gonna get sick? Should have I foreseen it? Yes, but I fucked up. However, what do we do when I fuck up? We turn up for the fuck up, babe. The first time I used that uh, sound drop was when I was apologizing to uh, Bobby Flay about the misunderstanding, thinking that he was Guy Fieri. And now every time I play that sound drop in my ears, I see Gordon Ramsay because that's what I used in the fucking video clip is I used a clip of Gordon Ramsay dancing outside of a car. <laughs> this is a little insight. Just know that every time we're turning up for the fuck up, I'm thinking of Gordon Ramsay. I hope you are, too. But I fucked up. But it's okay because my confidence levels are through the fucking roof right now because I don't mean to brag, but I'm six foot. <laughs> okay. You feel me? Former 5'10", 5'10 on a tall day, is a six foot fucking oak tree. And guess I'll tell you what, girls, I get it now. I get it. I always felt a little stunted over the fact that I was average height and that the 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 hotness line is usually right around the six foot mark. Isn't that what girls do on like dating apps and shit? I see memes and everything of like screenshots of DMs and it's like the one of their first questions is how tall are you? And it's like, babe, probably taller than you, you know, and I say probably because we're working off of averages on average. I'm probably taller than you. That's what I think. But then in those screenshots of the dating apps, it's always like five, six. And I go, ooh, poor guy. But for me, I'm like, oh, I'm average height. So I was never able to acquire confidence from my height. But now I'm six foot. (laughs) And it's fucking sick. VJ, how are you six foot? Did you get your knees done? No. Did you hit hit a 29-year-old growth spurt? No. Have you been measuring wrong for almost three decades? No. What happened was, is your man's just got a little safer. I have a job where I'm walking around, a lot of heavy items, and they said, you need steel toe boots. And I passed off buying them for up until like two weeks ago, or last week maybe. Can't remember. Time is a construct. But finally, I go, let's be safe, buy steel toe boots. So I bought them, put them on, six foot. I'm looking in the mirror, and I was like, you're a fucking oak tree. Look how tall you are. You're a tower of power right now. Can you believe it? So, ladies, I get it. Six foot is the new hot, and I get it. And when I'm at work, I feel sexier. Now, listen, I was riding a high for roughly three and a half hours of wearing steel toe boots. But here's a little fun fact for you. When I was 15... Okay. When I was a freshman in high school, my, my freshman year of high school wrestling season, I was all growth. I was all growth. I wrestled 135 my freshman year of high school. And my feet at the start of the season were nine and a half. But my body says, let's grow. And my weight cutting and my wrestling season said, no. So my body said, fine, we'll put literally all of the growth into your feet. And by the end of the season, you're going to be a size 12. Now, let me ask you something, babe. When you are going to do a new activity or let's say you're going to start a new season of something and not Yellowstone, when you're going to start a new season of activity like a sport, Let's let's turn this into an adult example, and let's say you're one of those annoying motherfuckers that decides randomly that you're going to run a marathon and put a 26.2 sticker on the back of your window when you're done, even though you finished in five and a half hours. When you are getting ready to train for the marathon, do you buy your set of shoes after you run the marathon or actually when you're in the middle of the marathon? No, you don't. You buy them before the training starts. So I got my wrestling shoes for my freshman year at the beginning of the season when my feet were nine and a half. But I finished at a size 12 with the same pair of wrestling shoes. Thank you, dad. Couldn't splurge. All good. Permanent damage. Insecure about my feet now. It's fine, dad. Hey, Dad, I know you're listening to this in the morning, probably fucking working out or something. 
don't feel guilty for permanently damaging my feet. It's fine. You know, I'm not salty about it at all. Okay. So what happens when you wear the wrong size of shoes for like 50% of your day by two and a half fucking sizes is you get hammer toes. So my toes, how a normal person's toes come in contact with the ground, basically just the edges of my toes come in contact with the ground. I got the ball of my foot. I got a nice little fucking pyramid angle going on with the knuckle of my toes and then the tips of my toes touch so there's a nice little triangle shape now i don't know if you know how steel toe boots work but they're not gonna quote break in because they're made out of you guessed it steel so what happens when you throw a Egyptian pyramid into a pair of steel toe boots is those top knuckles are going to get all sorts of rubbed and fucking raw and get blisters and all sorts of stuff. And then also when they're in a dirty ass boot all day, those things are going to get infected. And guess what? You can't wear steel toe boots anymore. So you have to go back to being five ten and a half. So you lose all your confidence and you have owies on your feet. Such a dad said owies and you have owies on your feet that hurt. So you're back to regular tennis shoes and your feet hurt. And you're shorter, and you have a cold from your daughter coughing straight down the pipe. So I'm sorry I missed last week was essentially what I was trying to say there. All right, babe? Sorry about it. And of course, I am just being a little bit dramatic, but drama queen, you know? Drama queen took an acting class in college. <laughs> drama queen. Trying to re- speaking of drama queen, my firstborn is so- someone give her a contract, okay? Someone give her the contract today so that she can win the award tomorrow. That's the one thing I regret. That's the one thing I fucking regret is that I let the ego of trying to be cool keep me from doing one of the things i always wanted to do i'm not even gonna lie everybody's a fucking dork right we talked about this we talked about my acting class in the everybody's a dork episode it was a super duper fun episode everybody's dork including your mans and i wish i would have acted in a fucking play or something i wish i would have done that but now i'm 29 years old you know what i'm not gonna do you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go to the fucking local theater and be like, hey, can I be in Pippin? Hey, I have no background and or experience. And I can't sing for shit except for randomly hitting notes when I'm not trying. But can I lead Hamilton, please? So that has come and gone. However, Gracie is showing signs of getting the contract early because little girl can just lay on the drive. If you go eight minutes past the nap time, it's time to turn up the drama and give her the contract so that then tomorrow she can win the award. And part of it is my fault because I taught her certain dramatic things like Sam holding her and Jordan tells me to do something. I throw my head back and my chin goes in the air and I go, ugh, like that. I play it up. Because I know that my daughter is a sponge and also a mirror, and she will then go, ugh, and put her chin in the air, and I'll go, see, the baby doesn't want me to do it. I can't do it. So I've taught her dramatic things. That's my bad, because now, little girl, getting a little too dramatic. She's she's heavy into the, no, don't touch that phase. And the last type of parent I'm going to be is the Gracie, Grace, baby, hey, do you remember? Do you remember what we talked about? Do you remember we talked? Remember when we said that when Daddy gives you the three blinks, we don't do that anymore. Remember when Daddy said that when I do the three blinks and I purse my lips together just slightly, ever so, and I slightly tilt my chin down, that we're not going to do that anymore. She's fucking sixteen months old. She doesn't know those words yet, so I gotta be like, no. And then I make really, really intense direct eye contact, but I, know, I try not to make my face too animated. But it's to, I'm just trying to get it through her head that when daddy says no, that means that we're not supposed to do those things. So I have to stay serious. However, taught her the most dramatic things. So she goes, 
ah, and tilts her head back and throws her chin in the air. My bad. Okay? My bad. There's a reason it's called unqualified dad advice because we're still learning. However, piggybacking off of that a little bit, wrapping up daughter talk because, look, here's the deal. I know I know that you're only slightly interested in the daughter talk, but I got to talk about my daughter talk because it's 100% of my life. Charlotte responds to my face now. Like when I get up close and personal and I go, hi, baby, she responds with my, to my face now. She's starting to show her little personality a little bit. And my daughter smiles with her eyes before she smiles with anything else. That sound you hear is the sound of my heart tearing in half out of love. I'll get in her face and I'll be like, hi, baby, how are you? Because I talk really, really soft. Because she's brand fucking new and I don't want to scare her at any point. Ever. And she sees me. You see her eyes light up. You know how we got really used to fake smiling underneath our masks? You know how we did that? When we would be having a fucking conversation that's like, it's all fucking muffled behind the mask. But then someone you could tell was saying a joke and they go, ha 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 ha. And you just kind of wince your eyes. It's kind of that fake smile. Charlotte K does that genuinely. Her cheeks rise, so she gets the smile eyes, and then, like a half second to a full second later, her mouth follows suit, so her whole face is smiling. She's doing a legitimate smile, but she smiles with her eyes first, and it's my favorite fucking thing. But yeah, dude, so anyway, baby talk over. Baby talk over. Here's something that we absolutely, as the Cubs, need to cover, okay? First of all... Famous people suck. That's we're going to preempt the entire topic with famous people suck. And the reason we have to preempt it that way is I got sent a video and the caption of the video, or I'm sorry, the comment underneath the link of the video said react. And that's it. That's all it said. When I get such a fucking straight down the pipe message like that, I go deals on wheels. I go, that's what I'm here for. I go, this seems important. We're going to talk about it. Now, first of all, famous people suck. And I don't think that they sucked originally. I think that everyone started off fine. But then you live 30 years of your life in a severe level of public eye and also admiration and obsession. I'm talking about Matthew McConaughey, obviously. When I said that famous people suck, I, you better in your brain have been like, oh, Matthew McConaughey. And yep. That's right. Now, here's the deal. I don't think Matthew McConaughey is a bad person. I don't think he's a bad guy in the slightest. I think Matthew McConaughey is just one of the most beloved, famous people ever because he's handsome, right? He's got the he's got the riblets. And when you have severe fame and you're a movie star and you got the riblets and you're all fucking shredded the fuck out, the bottom line is if there's a poster of you hung up on multiple people's walls, you're probably fucking off. You're just a little bit off. But what this level of popularity and love, like when do you think the last time Matthew McConaughey was fucking knocked down a couple pegs? 1983? When was the last time that Matthew McConaughey had a day where he thought, I guess I'm really not that good? 1983? So when you go the majority of your life with the backpats, you're fucking weird. Case in point, did you guys see the fucking pickle video? Did you guys see the pickle video where Matthew McConaughey tried to make everybody inspired? Here's the deal. I would be remiss if I said that I didn't try to be an inspiring person back in my day. No longer, but earlier in my years, before I figured out my personality, I was like, I'll be a motivational guy. And then I did chest presses, and that didn't work. Now... One thing we don't need is to have a life inspirational talk from all right, all right, all right. We just don't need it. But he doesn't know that because all he has is people in his corner going, you know who's fucking mad, Matthew? And Matthew goes, who? Because he talks that he talks like everything is drug out. Like his the entire way that Matthew McConaughey talks is these people have time for me. Every single sentence that comes out of the guy that guy's mouth is. You have time. You're not a busy person. I'm going to talk like this. 
And what you think is, why is it Southern? Also, he lives in Texas now. Can you be an extremely wealthy city guy for the majority of your life and then move to Texas and then suddenly be a cowboy? Let's fucking find out. First of all, actually, you know what? I'm going to flip the script. We're going to circle back. We all need a little bit of a boost. We all need a little bit of a ramp up. Matthew McConaughey, can you give us some daily motivation for our Monday? Episode 40, in the den with the Cubs. Sitting on Papa Bear's lap, we need a little bit of a pep talk, Matthew. Take it away. Howdy, howdy, McConaughey here. Coming. <clears throat> Such an early stop. But remember how I just said he moved to Texas? How did he start the video? <laughs> how did the video open? Did it open with, hey, Matthew McConaughey here? Nope. Said howdy. Dose times. Howdy, howdy, McConaughey here. Coming at you this time as a pickle expert to talk about you didn't mishear it so matthew's in his multi-million dollar estate and matthew decides he's just sitting around he's not on set shooting or anything right now he's all of his current projects are wrapped up you would assume so what does a person that has projects do a lot sit around at the house once the projects have commenced and that leaves a lot of free time for these fucking people to be super wrapped up in their thoughts. And Matthew goes, you know what? People need a little boost me up. I know how exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm eating food. And you know what's a great metaphor for life? Tell us, Matthew. Actually, you know what? We're going to circle all the way back to the beginning and I'm going to shut the fuck up. Or I'm going to try to. Probably not. But listen to Matthew for a second. Howdy, howdy. McConaughey here coming at you this time as a pickle expert. Mm. To talk about pickles, which I love so dearly, we have to go back to their origin story. Do we? We have to? Cucumber. Now, look at this cucumber. Big, plump, firm, bold, lots of promise. Oh, this is going to be good. And is then... It? You take a bite. It's all hat, no cattle. It's all packaging. Okay. Sorry, babe. I know that you were getting... Lost in Matthew McConaughey's dreamy style of talking. But he said hat no cattle. Like anyone fucking says that. You know what I mean? I guarantee he moved to Texas. He probably bought a ranch in Texas. Because if you live in Texas and you have millions of dollars, you have to buy a ranch. You have to. Or else you'll feel like you're faking it. I'm sure. <clears throat> so he takes a bite of a cucumber. And apparently he doesn't like it. Now your man's. Fucking loves cucumbers, but Matthew McConaughey thinks that they're all hat, no cattle. What? Also, how long did it take him to say, how long did it take him to get to taking a fucking bite of a cucumber? Big, bold, looks like a cock, want to take a bite. You know, those were the things he was running through for a good fucking 15 seconds before he actually just took a bite to get to his point. All good, moving on. You take a bite. Mm -hmm. It's all hat, no cattle. As the saying goes. It's all packaging, no product. It has no identity. It is tasteless. All Actually, cucumbers have a taste. And the taste of a cucumber is a cucumber. Regardless, get to your point. All it does is take up room in our proverbial salads. Is it, what's proverbial? Side note. Side note, Cubs, let's look up what f proverbial is, because this guy's fucking language lexicon is insane. Relating to or resembling a proverb, right? That's what I thought. I thought it was some fucking religious shit. Isn't it talking about this has become a proverb or byword commonly spoken of the proverbial smoking gun? Okay, so Merriam-Webster's dictionary literally helped us zero fucking percent on that one. So we, all right, so the cucumbers just take up space in our proverbial salads. But what happens when it gets older? Does it mature with age like a fine wine? Does it get better and become a pickle? Not no. A cucumber will rot with age if it's not, say it with me, 
pickled, right? So you can't just take a cucumber and fucking leave it on the counter and then a pickle's gonna show up. You gotta take the cucumber, you gotta put it in the vinegar and all the mixins and shit. I don't know. I don't jar things because consumer. But I do know that if you leave a cucumber on the fucking counter, it's just going to spoil. Not going to magically turn into a pickle unless I'm wrong in which a couple episodes from now I'll apologize to Matthew. But I'm fucking 98% sure it does just turn into a pickle with age. Okay. Not as firm as it once was. Got a few more bumps on it. It even shrunk. But let's see what it tastes like. Okay, so we're going to fucking re-listen to that one because... Tell me if Matthew McConaughey is describing a dick or not. Close your eyes. Hey, real quick, let's play a game. It's called Close Your Eyes and Decide Whether or Not Matthew McConaughey is Talking About a Pickle or a Penis. Does it mature with age like a fine wine? Does it get better and become a pickle? Not as firm as it once was. Got a few more bumps on it. It even shrunk. Let's see what it tastes like. Okay. Submit your your answers for the game show. The game show hosted by VJ Julio, Cocker Pickle. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. literally getting getting nauseous, but that's a me thing, babe. That's not a you thing. Literally getting nauseous. The sight of people chewing and the sound of people chewing makes me nauseous. I think I talked about it early on in the podcast. Not sure. Can't remember yesterday. But it's called like misophonia or something based off of the one Google search where I just clicked the top selection and said that that's what I have. But literally watching someone chew something or listening to someone chew something makes me so fucking nauseous. And I just listened to Matthew McConaughey eat a cock pickle. So sick. Fine. Now we got the product. Behind the packaging. Now we've got identity. Now we've got purpose because we're a pickle. Sour. Sweet. Dill. It commits. It's the pickle. And you do tickle my fancy. No more commentary needed. Um, Gonna leave it there because I want you to absorb the end of that video. I want you to maybe click back. I'm not even going to rewind it myself because he ate a pickle twice and I'm already about to puke. But I want you to go back 30 seconds in the podcast and listen to that last line again because moving and powerful and I feel fucking inspired. Huh? You guys ready to fucking get your Monday kicked off now? I sure as shit am. Thanks, Matthew. And here's the shitty part about that video. Now, pre-Green Lights book, Matthew McConaughey was just an actor. And then he put out Johnny fucking Green Lights, which is just his diary where he literally, I fucking, dude, you know what? I heard about the book Green Lights, which is essentially just life lessons from Matthew McConaughey. Great. Never read it because it's not Calvin and Hobbes, but it made me look at my own brain because I rolled my eyes so hard. And then I listened to him on the Dax Shepard podcast, Armchair Expert. I'm pretty sure it was that one. And I go, you know who's a good fucking dude? Just seems like a good fucking dude. Matthew McConaughey. And I like him. I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan because I'm not a fan of anybody besides Gordon Ramsay and Keanu Reeves. But I will say I do like him a little bit more. You know, after that, I listened to him on that podcast. I was like, he seems cool. And then this video hit and I go, This is Matthew McConaughey red lights. This is Matthew McConaughey full fucking stop. Hey, Matthew, watch Netflix. You probably have fucking movies on there. Hey, Matthew, just watch yourself on Netflix and don't ever, ever turn your front facing camera on. Now, if we look at it foundationally, we can see that he's genuinely, he's just genuinely trying to make a metaphor to make people empowered but it misses the mark by so fucking much just put your phone face down turn on netflix okay okay now there you go there's your reaction was it overly and aggressive and dramatic yes but but i should have named the podcast overly aggressive and dramatic but it doesn't flow off the tongue like cheer up babe and you wouldn't be cubs so you're cubs this is cheer up babe this is not overly aggressive and dramatic aka 
the title of my daughter's future memoir. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I really thought you guys would appreciate a little Matthew McConaughey. And you know what? I'll tell you one thing, babe. If you heard that, and in between me interrupting the man, the myth, the legend, the pickle expert himself, you can just go on YouTube and type in Pickle Matthew. And that's the obviously what's going to pop right up. And then you can enjoy that minute and 45 second video all to yourself and get a little bit fired up for your week. See, I give both sides. I give my side and I give the side that every fucking woman over 32 who masturbates to Matthew McConaughey does. I give the side, the realistic side where I go so out of touch. And then I also give the sides like, hey, I know the only person on the planet that you want to fuck is Matthew McConaughey. Here's a good video for him. Type in pickle Matthew and you can watch it. So I'm all about I'm all I'm all about staying evenly balanced, I guess you could say on this podcast. <laughs> Bro, straight up, you know. Now give look, we're probably not gonna do the whole thing. Here's how the majority of Matthew McConaughey fans probably reacted to this video. The majority of people who definitely want Matthew McConaughey's pickle in their mouth and or body reacted to this video was exactly like this. Howdy howdy, McConaughey here coming at you this time as a pickle expert. Interesting. Pickles, which I love so dearly. We have to go back to their origin story. <gasps> you know what I love about Matthew? I just love how he can take something so simple and get introspective and teach us a life lesson about it. That's what I love about him. And that's honestly why I've been a fan since the beginning because he's always true to himself. And you know what he is most, Darla? What he's most is quirky. And I just see that in him. And I honestly, I think that if we got married... We would live a life happily ever after. But anyways, let's get back to listening to what Matthew has to say. Cucumber. Ooh. Now, look at this cucumber. Big, plump, firm, bold, lots of promise. Ooh. Matthew, stop it. <laughs> Matthew, I'm sitting next to my husband watching you on my iPhone because we haven't had a full conversation in seven weeks. And now he's going to ask why my cheeks are getting rosy. <laughs> Matt. Ooh, this is going to be good. And then... Mm. Honestly, I could listen to Matthew McConaughey eat a cucumber for the rest of my life. Just his like his perfect teeth and his little quirky, awkward smile. I'm just obsessed with it. And also, I think my favorite part about the way that he does his front-facing filming is he never looks at the camera. He's watching himself on the screen. And you can tell that because his eye line is just slightly angled off to the right he's not looking down the pipe of the camera which means that he's holding his phone sideways in the front facing camera because he preemptively thought the idea to upload this onto youtube where the screen view is landscape and it's just his introspection that Makes me want to fill him in my guts, okay? Now, we're not going to finish the Matthew McConaughey, but but that's exactly how the probably hundred thousands of people that liked this video reacted to this video. For sure. Nailed it. Crushed it. Someone give me a contract. I'm, I'm basically a fucking fortune teller because I literally just jumped into all their brains. Dude, smart. Mans is smart. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> Babe, why do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> Thank you. But why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to get you to question yourself. Stay on for the ride. All right, babe? Now, I have done enough poking fun at Matthew. You know, by all rights and purposes, I think genuinely he's probably a great guy and he'd probably be awesome to have a conversation with him because he's probably really nice. Just a little bit out of touch when he turns on his front-facing camera. And it's fine. But we're going to move on. Matt? Hey, dog, I'll stay in the fucking southwest wing of your house anytime. But that was fun, babe. Let's do some, let's fucking angle change and get the cock-shaped foods out of our brain and do some unqualified dad advice. Now, for those of you that don't know, the unqualified dad advice section is, because I say for those of you that don't know, you're like, dude, you've fucking preempted this segment every single episode for 40 episodes. Yeah, because every week, new cubs show up. Okay, don't get OG Cubs. Don't get mad at me every week. New Cubs show up. So I feel like I have to preempt. And it's like, dude, but if they listen to the episode before they understand the unqualified, you don't have to explain it. What if this is their first episode? You know what, babe? You're 100 percent right. 
You're 100% right. No more preempting. We're starting on qualified dad advice. We're on the segment. Remember, if you want to do uh, an own little thing, you can go to the unqualified dad advice subreddit and chit chat with the other cubs about fucking redundancy and ridiculous things and also ask advice questions and get them answered by fellow cubs and your mans. But we're on the advice section of Reddit. And let's just hop right in, babe. Gregor the Overlander asks, what's the best way to end a friendship? Well, Greg, Gregor, Gregor. Well, Mr. Overlander, I think that the best way to end a friendship is to rip the Band-Aid off and be brutally honest. Or you can do what I did and just stop talking to them until they get the fucking hint. Now, if you're one of my friends out there and I haven't talked to you in a while, that wasn't necessarily directed at you. I'm also terrible at being a good friend. But there have been a, but there have been some where I had to cut ties, and that's my bad. And I feel like I totally just sent mixed signals. It's all good. Let's see what Gregor has to say. I had to make a new account because my friends found my old one. Apparently, they had known about it for a while, and they had been going through my posts. And honestly, I just feel really violated and embarrassed because I posted a lot of really personal stuff on here that nobody knows about me. Well, let's nip that one in the bud right now. Hey, it's the internet. Don't post stuff on here that you don't want people to know about. Right? And if you go, but I have to have a place to post them, get a better friend that you can come to with things then. As in an individual, not a keyboard, because keyboards are rough. Also, I understand that the point of Reddit is basically you're posting anonymously, da 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 People are going to find you. One thing's for certain, and if cancel culture with Twitter has taught us anything, is that people are going to figure it out. So don't do it if it's that bad of a fucking thing. You know, I really wish that I could read your old posts. All, all good. That's just a side note. I've been wanting to distance myself from this friendship for a while now, but this was my final straw. This friend group holds me back. They're so judgmental and just constantly project their insecurities onto other people. It's so exhausting. They're mean girls. And to be honest, I've worked really hard on myself to grow and be the best version of myself. So it's just not something I want to be around anymore. You got it figured out then. You know what I mean? Like, let's reread that. They're so judgmental and just constantly project their insecurities onto other people. It's so exhausting. They're mean girls. And to be honest, I've worked really hard on myself to grow and be the best version of myself. So it's just not something I want to be around anymore. Copy, paste that into your dialect. Get a little bit of a backbone one day and say that to their fucking face. They are going to respond so negatively and so aggressively, and all that's going to do is prove to you that you're making the right fucking decision. Bye, bitches. Bye. Now, you might not like confrontation. Sometimes confrontation will make you the proudest version of yourself. Because the version of yourself that's not proud is the per- version of yourself that's afraid. And being non-confrontational usually stems from fear of of the side effects of a confrontation so spine the fuck up get a little confrontational because it's going to show confidence in yourself and in your own beliefs and you're going to be proud of yourself on the back end copy paste that fucking thing you typed into your vocabulary say it to their face that's my advice hope that helped also babe posture up you slouching ass bitch speaking of strong spines roll your shoulder blades back and down you're going to have neck problems in a few years. So posture up and scroll. Stop. Blocked a predatory friend. Let's hop right in. Someone I hardly knew at uni days, foreign, called me today after finding me on Facebook. Last time we spoke on Facebook was 2011. Hey, that's the year I graduated. Okay. After asking my overall situation, the fucker proceeds to ask the mu- Ask the money saying he is short of cash. I said, by the way, I would just like to say that there's not one capital letter. And also there's periods in it, but there's no space after the period. So it's literally also period. I sometimes and also is not capitalized and I is not capitalized. And the I is right next to the period after also. So I'm getting mad, but I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, so I'm going to 
I'm going to circle this back. I'm going to slow it down. Someone I hardly knew at uni days called me today after finding me on Facebook. Last time we spoke on Facebook was 2011. After asking me my overall situation, the fucker proceeds to ask me money saying he is short of cash. I said, sorry, I am broke, then blocked him. Did I overreact? Also, I sometimes buy friends drinks, non-alcoholic. Okay, don't know why that needed to be specified. If we haven't seen each other. After a long time, say six months, and it is a once in a while thing, they don't usually... This is so fucking painful to read, babe. I'm so sorry. I'm not even going to get to the end. Listen, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Not sorry, because vocabulary. You said in the first line, you went to uni. You went to college? Capitalize I. Just like the last girl where I told you to talk about your standards, my standards are, if I'm going to read your fucking post, capitalize I. If you're talking about yourself, capitalize I. Also, space after the period. Also, fucking type better. Next post. I was raised by a helicopter parent. I am now an adult making extreme teenage-like mistakes. Why can't I stop? How can I stop? This is from a 24-year-old female. My mother is a helicopter parent and still is. I missed out on my childhood to abuse by her and overprotection. As a child and teenager, I was unable to have social life outside of school and therefore often mourn my lost youthful years, you know? The years where you make mistakes and learn from them with a safety net underneath because you're just a dumb kid. I read a, f- I read a few psychology papers explaining how adults of helicopter parents never have the opportunity to have any meaningful consequences. And in my case, I never had the chance to make the failures required to earn those consequences. Now I am in my mid-20s and cannot seem to control myself when I am out of my mother's sight, much like a hedonistic teenager. I have earned myself the consequences put myself in dangerous situations, and have almost gotten in legal trouble on multiple occasions because of this compulsion to have as much pleasure as possible, to live life to its fullest as if my time is running out. As I sit here, I understand I need to stop. I need to be an adult. I need to face and accept the fact that I cannot get my teen years back. But it is like a switch when the opportunity strikes. I think just a little, and before I know it, I'm drunk in public and speaking with police." It started to fuck with my future, and I can't seem to find a method to resist or a cognitive path to follow to avoid doing this. The juxtaposition with this post versus the last post, I mean, A fucking plus scores from this uni professor. Any advice is greatly appreciated, especially if you have experienced something like this or know something who someone who has. But anyone is welcome to help. Thank you. Now, here's the tough thing about this, okay? sounds like obviously you had a rough and arduous relationship with your mother for your entire childhood and now one of the things that's happening is that's dragging on in your mid-20s and you're holding resentment towards your mother but what you can't do is blame her for your current decisions because it's your decisions right because at some point we have to take the reins and just be like listen all of my choices are my choices fuck off regardless of what my childhood was Whether how great or how bad your childhood was at a certain point, probably mid-20s, you got to say, I cannot blame my past for what I'm currently doing. I'm not saying that you don't have validity in how you're seeing the situation. I'm just saying one of the things that's going to help you make better decisions and also help you get over the fact that you have resentment towards your mother over your childhood is if you take a little bit of ownership, not a little bit, all of it. You take every fucking smidge of ownership for your own life because guess what? It's yours now. There's no childhood living under a roof over protectiveness being raised by someone who probably wasn't fit to raise somebody happening anymore because you're an adult. So full responsibility for your actions, take full ownership. Having said that, I get where you're coming from with the wild child lash out. And yeah, it's probably a little bit of a delayed response where most of us get to experience those things when we're 16, 17, maybe super early 20s. But I think the best advice I could give you is to take a little bit more pride in who you want to be as a person. Rather than being like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because I never really got to do this thing in the past. So fuck it all. I'm just going to do it. Take a little bit of pride in who you want to see yourself as. 
Because literally everybody else can go fuck themselves in terms of them judging you for who you are. Only person that matters is you when it comes to how you feel about yourself. So decide first who you want to be and how you want to see yourself and take the steps to be that person. Take responsibility for your actions. Own your fucking life, babe. Okay? Simple as that. It's as simple as that when it's put into words. It's hard to fully engage your brain that way because we are so conditioned to want everybody to like us and we are conditioned to evaluate our own self-worth based off of what other people's opinions and thoughts are on you. Fuck all that. Start making steps to only give a shit about how you feel about yourself based off of the type of person you're being. Okay? I hope that helped. Now, we're that's it. I'm going to wrap up unqualified data advice right there. Bing, bang, boom. Real quick, are you some accessory ass bitches? Huh? Are you do you like things? Because here's the deal. Your man's has been designing fucking merch for you f- and getting things laid out on products and stuff like that. Bing, bang, boom. Did a test run of the shirts. They sucked. Straight up. Don't like them. Wearing it right now. This was the test batch. I said, fuck off with all that shit. What did turn out, though, was three different designs of accessory-ass shit. And if you're an accessory-ass bitch like me, I like things not close. You better strap your fucking bootstraps up for the sickest New Year accessory drop. We're going to have fucking everything under the sun. That isn't just a fucking t-shirt. Now, what I am going to do is, babe, listen to this, okay? This is my first little niblet that I'm going to give you guys. There's going to be cup socks. <laughs> I might be the only one that's this excited excited about it, but I'm this excited about it. There's going to be cup socks. <laughs> so, and that's obviously not the only thing. There's about 25 different things that are going to be available for the Cubs in the store. We're not doing one fucking hoodie drop. We're doing a plethora of accessory ass bitch items. So get fucking ready. I'm so excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. Oh, and actually for this occasion, since this is the first time I'm bringing it up and we haven't got to hear from the blood cub quick. Hey. My merch, bitches. Thank you, Maddie. (laughs) So that's something for the Cubs to look forward to in the future. Thank you so fucking much for listening to this podcast. Really appreciate you guys a ton. And I'm so sorry I had to miss last week, but it is what it is with the straight down the pipe shit. This was episode 40. Love you, Cubs. Have a great week. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.